Welcome back to another episode of the Frills Daily Show. I'm your host, Frills Daily, and we have co-host Sean F. Smith. Sean, how you doing today? Yes, I'm great, man. How's it going, brother? It's always good, sometimes better. So we have some, some crazy things going on in the NFL right now. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about what I'm going to call the make it or break it season. And we're going to go okay. with a few teams, Miami Dolphins, New Orleans Saints, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Washington Commanders, the Detroit Lions, Atlanta Falcons, and the Indianapolis Colts. And, you know, the reason I'm saying make it or break it, because when when you look at these teams, you know, you have a lot of people questioning, you know, before preseason, are are these guys going to make it this year? Are these quarterbacks going to be the ones for these teams this year? And although a couple of them are questionable, you know, there, there's some where, you know, going all in. So Miami's gone all in, and they went and got Tyreek Hill. Uh, they got a, an all-pro left tackle in Taron Armstead. And, you know, we want to we want to know, like, is, is Tua going to be able to – is this enough for Tua? Is he, he going to be able to do it this year? You know, I, I really think he's an outstanding quarterback. I think he has the talent to do it. But they've also brought in a couple of other quarterbacks, and and you know, will it will Tua even get past the first couple of weeks? I think he will. I definitely think he will. Um, he's been putting in the work in the off season. I know he's been working on his mechanics, uh, his footwork, uh, getting in the weight room, uh, getting better on his reads. He's been really putting in the work. And if you want to look at his record overall, even though the team has kind of been off and on in tatters, he's been 15 and eight. Um, I think he's ready. You've talked about some of the talent that he's added. Um, he's got a lot of playing time, not only in the pros now, but with college, but they need to just be able to just throw him in there and keep him in there. They've kind of taken him out several times. And I know some of it's kind of in- injury kind of stuff. And he is a, another guy that's kind of injury prone, but this fall, finally is going to be the first time that he is 100% healthy completely going into this season. And, um, and he, he's a good deep ball thrower. I mean, I've been hearing in the off season, some people questioning that and he's had a lot of times where he's doing the check downs and stuff, but he can go deep, especially now that he has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Um, and then he's got more of a running game now too, that he can go to. Sony Michelle's on the team now. Uh, Chase Med Edmonds, Miles Gaskin, Raheem Mostert, who they got from the Niners, who knows the offensive playbook for the new head coach, Mike McDaniel. So he's going to help a lot, too, in the offensive huddles. Um, they've massively upgraded their offensive line in the offseason, which is seriously going to play dividends not only for Tua, but for the running game. So he's not only going to have a lot more weapons, they're going to be able to move the ball on the ground so they can mix it up and they can do play action and he could do his bootlegs and he can do his thing like he did in college. And like I said, he's going to be 100% healthy. and uh, He'll be able to throw the ball all over the place. And and speaking of his arm, you know, I saw a a video on Twitter uh, just the other day and and he had actually underthrew Tyreek Hill. So he, he, Better not uh, get, get all the quirks out now, buddy, because you, you're not going to want to underthrow him during a regular season game. <laughs> <laughs> right, for sure, for sure. But he's quick, but he'll have to get it down if it's just his first time throwing to him. Of course, he's going to underthrow Tyreek, right? Yeah. Um, but 
But um, if you think about two of them, and it's funny to me because I know we're going to talk about Jalen here in a little bit, who's playing for the Eagles, that Tua actually took Jalen Hurst's job um, in college. And actually Jalen ended up going to um, play for another college um, because Tua took his job. So he went to Oklahoma because Tua took his job at Bama. So it's kind of a trip uh, that we'll be talking about him. But he played so well in college. They just kind of – Alabama used to go with the two-quarterback thing where they would mix in Tua and Jalen, Tua and Jaylen back and forth. Yeah. Um, but every time Tua went in there, he was just on fire. So at some point, you know, they decided to go, okay, I think Tua's going to be the starter. So um, they ended up winning the national championship with him. So, But the thing is with the Dolphins, you did mention that they did draft a quarterback um, out of Kansas State. The guy was a superstar there, Skylar Thompson. Yeah. Um, he's a little bit old for a rookie. We were talking off air yesterday. It's a, a trip because two is 24. This guy is a rookie and he's 25. Um, but he threw for almost 63% uh, percentage in college. He threw for over 7,000 yards, 42 TDs, only 16 interceptions. And he also rushed for 26 touchdowns. So, um, the dude was a beast in college, so I think they kind of have an insurance policy there. Um, well, I with, think he would be more of a, a, a developmental player because they also have Bridgewater. Mm. True story, true story. Um, Bridgewater is definitely going to be the second string, and if Tua does get hurt, yeah, Bridgewater would definitely be the one to come in, but this guy's going to be ready to play, though. He played a lot of games in college, uh, Skylar Thompson. Yeah. And so we, we also have you know, the New Orleans Saints with Jameis Winston, everything that's been going on with that. I mean, obviously there was injury last year and, you know, COVID did a number on their entire quarterback lineup for the Saints. Right. The, the, the problem that I have with the Saints is that they didn't really build much. The, the, I, I'm happy to say that they did pick up Tyron Matthew and, and but that's on a defensive standpoint and, and, you know, it, they didn't really do anything or beef up or make any type of trades or, or anything for the quarterback situation. I mean, and they didn't even act like they were confident in Jameis Winston being their guy for the season. But at this point, it's it's obviously who's going to be the starter. I mean, Jameis Winston still – to my knowledge, rehabbing from reconstructive knee surgery. So even if he does, is the guy, what, what is he going to do? Is he going to come in and, and actually be successful? I don't think so. Well, um, they've done wonders in the medical field as far as repairing ACLs. Um, so I think he'll be ready to play this year, Jameis Winston, that is. Um, I think um, they weren't certain going into the offseason either, and they were part of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, and they lost out on that ultimately, you know. Right, yeah. Um, so they weren't able to nab him. He went to the Browns, of course, and so they kind of had to go with what they know, and so they re-signed Jameis. Um, he does have a losing record. Um, he did make a lot of mistakes younger in his career or earlier in his career. But I think as they're building around him and having a new head coach that's going to be offensive focused and trying to develop him and they're going to run the ball more, I think that 
he's going to minimize his mistakes and he's going to play better this year, I think. I, and I think you're right by starting the show, make it or break it, because this is really Jameis's time to shine or really he's going to get replaced because they do have Andy Dalton, who is a seasoned veteran who played for many years as a starter with the Bengals. Right. And, you know, they'll be ready to go in a different direction uh, pretty much right away. If uh, Winston doesn't do what he needs to do. Can you imagine Andy Dalton coming in, especially with Winston, uh, if he doesn't uh, come straight in and Andy Dalton takes the show and, and it's almost like his rebirth because, I mean, let's be honest, the Saints are a solid team. I mean, they they may not be a Super Bowl team, but they're definitely a solid team. They're definitely – they have the defense. They have the offense. They just need to put it together. I mean, they had, had enough to kind of float through the season, but – at the end of the day, it's it's we should have been talking earlier in episodes of they're a quarterback shy of going to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Right. And the NFC is wide open, unlike the AFC, where it's just so so much firepower. It's going to be hard to tell who's going to win the AFC. The NFC there, it's anybody can take it. So there's what three or four teams that really have a shot to really get in there and do it. And Jameis, when he was able to play last year, as a starter last season, he did pretty well. He, was, he threw for 1,170. He had 14 touchdowns and only three interceptions. That was only in seven games, though, before he got injured and, and jacked up his ACL. So that did kind of earn him the two-year extension. They're like, well, you know, let's see what Jameis can do. I mean, he is a starter in the NFL. Um, let's see what he can do. So... He was the first overall pick for Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2015. So the guy's got to play like a, a first rounder, though. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. And real quick, for those that are listening, I, I did forget to mention in the introduction of what we're going to be going over. We are starting something new this week. We are going, and in the following weeks as well, we're going to ask a question, a, a, a kind of a, a challenge question. And we don't necessarily have to go over that right now, but I did want to bring that up because I did uh, forget to mention that earlier. So keep on the lookout for, for that question this week and, and have some responses because we'd like to hear from you with that. And with that being said, we're going to go to back to uh, Jalen Hurts, where you were talking about a little bit ago with the Eagles. Right. And, you know, I've been hearing not just on other podcasts, but on NFL Live, on other shows where, you know, does he really have what it takes to get in there and make it happen? He, he's, you know, we, we had talked about some of these rookies and, and, and I was a guest on, on, a, uh, on another podcast and talking about uh, Malik Willis and he doesn't do enough reads. And, he's, and, he, and he just goes and, and starts running. And, you know, we've, we've seen many quarterbacks that maybe aren't even mobile quarterbacks that have been forced to only do one or two reads and then have to run or take a sack uh, in the past. And, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of up in the air with Jalen Hurts with, when it comes to that. I feel like he does – is too much in a hurry. He, he does try to make a play too fast or just run. And, you know, the thing is now he has some targets, you know, they got AJ Brown. They were able to do that. Uh, 
trade during the uh, with, with the Titans during the draft and, and right. different different talent now on on the field that can give him actual potential to succeed and not constantly have to run the ball. Right. He he was so rushed last season that it it, it felt like every single play, even if they weren't blitzing. One or two reads, boom, go, run. Yeah. And is it going to be any different this year? Um, I mean, they sort of just made the playoffs barely by the hair of the chinny chin chin, and then they had no chance to beat Tampa Bay against yeah. Tom Brady in the play. It wasn't even like it should even be played uh, that weekend. But I mean, they did get AJ Brown in the off season. Um, he is going to be a big um, target. For Jalen Hurts, for sure. They did sign another wide receiver, uh, Zach Pascal, but just a one-year deal. Sure. But for the most part, the Eagles built up their defense. I mean, they did get Greg Ward as well, but everyone else I see, like, they got another running back as well. But every other signing in the offseason and with free agents was all defensive players. So um, I did read something interesting, though, the other day about Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, there's all kinds of bets and stuff in the offseason of who's going to perform and this and that. And I saw on Yahoo Sports that Hurts actually is the second leading uh, MVP vote getter for betters, you know, kind of like betting who's going to win the MVP next year. Only second to Russell Wilson, which makes sense to me. But back to Hurts, though, he did throw for 62% last year. He did throw for over 3,000 yards last year, 16 TDs, only nine interceptions. So he's single digits for his turnovers. Um, he's a little low on his rating, but he's only the second quarterback in the Eagles history to throw for 3,000 and run for 750 in the same season. Of course, we know the last one to do that was Donovan McNabb. Um, and he's the eighth to reach those numbers in the NFL history. So not everybody quarter, not every quarterback can do what he's done for the Eagles. So I know they're really going to go to him. Um, and he's one of the only quarterbacks, too, that we've talked about tonight, that he was drafted in the second round as opposed to the first round. But we'll see what he can do. He's definitely going to be the starter. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree he's going to be the starter. The, 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 the Another question, though, that I have is, you know, how much more can you depend on that run? Because as we've seen in the past with these running quarterbacks, like w w how many years in a row are they successful with it? Eventually teams are able to read it, you know, Shut uh, it down. we're going to talk about Mariota a little bit later in the show. And, and that's one of the things with him. It's like, you, it, Oh, Mariota's on the field. Okay. Yep. They're going to run the ball. You know, right. it, it's almost like, depending on how the formation is going out onto the field, you already know what they're going to do. And, and that's the, that's the question that I have with, with Hertz is, is are they going to change that up to where it's not so much of a obvious deal and actually give him a second or two longer to actually make one or two more reads and be able to make plays. And, and I get it. He's one of two quarterbacks for the Eagles that have both passing and, and rushing yards, but that's the problem. It, it's right. should just be passing yards. And, and, you know, you can, you can name any rushing quarterback in the last 10, 15 years or more. And when you look at them, they don't last. Right. And they got, they got to become pocket passers for sure. And he's going to have to do that. 
Right. And we've talked about that before. And I just think that, you know, it's 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 a situation where that's why he even made the list this week as far as make it or break it, because, you know, if you're not going to excel on the offensive standpoint, then you're just you're just floating the same way that you did years past. So and now we can read you. Now we know what you're doing. Now we're going to shut you down. So absolutely, absolutely. So we'll have to see what the uh, Eagles can do. And with that being said, I think we are going to do a commercial for the show and promote the show. Yeah, absolutely. So, have you ever wanted to start a podcast? Well, yes. Anchor makes it easy. Let me tell you a little bit about it. I love Anchor because you can record right from the Anchor website or from the mobile app. You can trim and edit right from the website or the app, and Anchor will distribute your podcast so it can be heard from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check it out today on anchor.fm. Also check out de-creations.com that's de-creation.com for all of your goods and services artistic needs he has all kinds of different things he will create logos for you he will create designs for you he will create merch for you check it out nice de dash creations.com correct cool and with that being said question of the week oh who is going to win the afc west wow wow what a great question it is loaded it is so loaded um last year even they were tearing each other up to the fact where it seemed like they were all going to be playing 500 ball, you know, uh, for a minute there. And with this year going in, you know, Kansas City is going to be loaded on offense. Frankly, they'll, they'll start slow. They were 12 and five last year. Raiders are really built up the offense and the defense. And uh, there's a lot of people saying that they're going to win the division next year. And they were 10 and seven. Chargers still going to have Herbert. They built up the defense a little more, getting to some offensive weapons. So they're going to compete for sure. They were nine and eight last year, and they could certainly be nine and eight again, if not better. And then the Broncos, who I've been saying for a few years, they're a quarterback away. So now that they have Russell Wilson, that's easily going to put them over 500. Um, And as intelligent as he is, we were talking about Russell Wilson just the other night. Like he's going to, raise the bar for that team and raise the expectations. So, man, they also have tough out-of-division games this year. So, wow, it's poof. Just – what are they going to be in, like, the top two or three hardest schedules next year? I know the Raiders are, but I'm guessing the rest of the division will be as well because they always play the same teams out of division that they do, and then they're playing each other as well. Um, if I have to pick, do you already know who you're going to pick? Well, I, I, I'm actually, I did, 
but as okay. you're talking, I, I'm, I'm like <laughs> leaning, okay, wait a minute. You, you, you missed a, a team, first of all. But secondly, uh, I'm kind of leaning towards where, where are you going with this. So I, 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 let's see what you got. Um, I didn't miss a team. There's only four teams. So we got the Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. So oh, I, maybe I didn't hear you talk about the Raiders. I, I heard you talk about everybody else. But the oh, no, okay. I, I mentioned them second. They okay, okay. were second, second in the division. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to hear me say Raiders. Um, so anyways, so, oh, man, it, it's, hard, it's hard to pick against the Chiefs because they've kind of dominated the division the last few years. Uh, went to the Super Bowl a couple times and won one as well. But I'm going to go kind of on the Cinderella, man, because I have a lot of faith in Russell Wilson. And I've seen how the Broncos have been playing and just like, God, if they had a quarterback, if they had a quarterback, if they had a quarterback. Right. Um, They were almost 500 on the home and the road. They just needed a quarterback to get a couple more wins with them. Um, So with that, I'm going to say Russell Wilson will get them up to like a maybe at 11 and because they're playing 17 games. So 11 and six, and maybe that'll win the division because they're going to beat each other up. I don't know if anybody's going to be 12 and five this year as talented as that division is and as hard as their schedule is going to be. So I'm going to go with the Broncos. So I, I would, I would agree with that. I was also going to go with the Broncos. Uh, and, and, and I, to be honest with you, I was torn back and forth because you know, the Chiefs have dominated for several years now, and, and they do start off slow, and then they kind of take it over uh, later on. And then I started to think about it, you know. I The biggest problem with the Chiefs has always been their defense. I mean, I, I even know a couple of, of Chiefs fans and, and – when we're talking back and forth where they're always telling me, well, you know, they're confident in, in a win this week, but they're like, they're, they're saying it's always the same response. Well, it depends which defense is going to show up this week. Right. We can't trust them or right. not even just this week, this quarter for that point that matter. Like, yeah, you start off slow and maybe you do good or don't do anything in the first quarter do something in the second quarter, and then all of a sudden you come back in the second half and you're hit and miss in the third and fourth quarter and, and you lose the game because of it. Right. You know, and it, so it's a thing where I, I would be leaning a little bit more towards the Broncos as well. But I have to mention the Chargers. They... I think are Cinderella. I don't think that they have enough. I think that they're very well coached and they have a lot of talent on the team, but I still think that they are. I don't know if it's offense, defense or coaching shy of being actual competitors. Uh, You know, uh, I, I, I haven't, I haven't decided with that yet, but I feel like they're, they're, praised more than their actual talent is. Um, But with that said, I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb. The Raiders have put in a lot of work. They've put in a lot of talent. They have a new GM. They have a new head coach. Derek Carr is dead set on winning. He's 
they, they've built up the offense. They've built up the defense. I really think that even though they didn't make it to this week's episode, as far as make it or break it, I think that this would classify it, in, which is what I'm going to go with, with the question of the week. It's make it or break it for the Raiders, honestly. Yeah, it's right. You have to, especially with all this talent that's been added in their division, Right. You have no more excuses. I get it. It's going to be more difficult, and I get it. You have a, one of the hardest schedules in the in the league, but you have no more excuses anymore. You went through all that adversity last year and still made it to the playoffs. Right. So now that you have a healthy team and, you know, COVID restrictions are, are not gone away, but they're a lot less than they were last season – going into this season and you've built up everything around you and you have one of the now one of the best arguably one of the best wide receivers in the game and you've built you know just everything that you've built like this is your year right so you've swayed me in that aspect but what I'm going to say about the Raiders because I agree with everything you're saying is that I think they're a year away though because I don't McDaniels is going to do well. The team's going to be better, but they're going to have to go through a lot of growing pains, I think, with everything new, literally everything, every single coach, um, every single, you know, uh, uh, playbook, offense, defense, special teams. Every aspect of the team has changed except for the basic core players, but they brought in a lot of new players too, and everyone's going to have to learn Josh's new playbook. There's going to be a lot of changes. Um, and I'm looking at the Chiefs again, and they scored more points than every team in the AFC last year, except for the Bills, and the Bills only scored like maybe three points more, 483 versus 480. I think the Chiefs are going to win that division again, actually. I've I've changed my mind. Chiefs okay, and so again. let me add in another thing. So I was, I was going to finish with, with the fact that, you know, Yes, there is a lot of growth, and you do have to come together, and, and that's kind of how I feel with the Broncos. Right. But in all honesty, I just didn't want to pick the same team that you did, for one. But for right. two, you know how much I love Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning actually said that he feels like Russell Wilson has the best chance to turn everything around in Denver and the reason why is because of how hard he's working and because of what Peyton did going from the Colts to the Broncos. Right. You know, you're learning a new playbook. You're working with new players. You're having to, to build that cohesion, that leadership, and, and, and all of that. And you're having to do it right now. You don't have time to wait till next season. You don't have time to wait till two years from now when these players develop. You have to do it now. Right. And, and Manning was able to do it in the regular season. Uh, but you know, you get what I'm saying. And, yeah, and sure. so that also steered me away from picking the Broncos because I'm not a fan of the Broncos either. So, yeah. Right. So what you're telling me is that Peyton Man is, is the greatest regular season quarterback ever. Yeah, yeah. he is. And the <laughs> worst playoff quarterback ever. Not the worst, but I get what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) 
He is. He is. He, I, one of the things that I love about him that I hated about him while he was playing is his freaking two or three second drop. Have mercy. He, he got so rid of the ball yeah. quicker than anybody ever saw. And, and people didn't even have to be open. He's just throwing it somewhere and their, their hands just happen to be there. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> right. He knows where their sure hands thing. are going to, he knows where their hands are going to be. Sure and he, he had to be that quick because he can't move and he can't run, man. Yeah. So he's got to know where the guys are going to be. Bam, one, two. He's going to be here. He's going to be here. One, two. Bam, bam, bam. He knows exactly where he's going to throw it. And it's not even like the Aaron Rodgers thing where it's like I'm looking downfield and then I throw it completely to my left to a receiver that's running across the field. No, it's just like I'm not even looking. I'm just going to throw the ball at this location, you know. Yep. Yep. Somebody's hands are there. Timing. All about timing. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Three seconds, dude hasn't even run a route yet. The guys, the guy runs like a six four forty, and and somehow magically he's thirty yards down the field in that one position. Sure thing. Yeah, yeah. So all those years, Peyton played for the Colts, and now Wentz, who played for the Colts for one year, is now um, playing with the Commandos. Oh wait, I mean the Commanders. <laughs> the commanders. Yeah. Um, um, and I mean, there's a reason the Eagles went away from Wentz. He was the second overall pick um, when he was drafted there in 2016. Um, they went away from him, obviously went to Hertz. Um, he goes to the Colts and he was doing, he was playing it. He was having a stellar season last year. And then they lost their last two games. All they had to do is win one. They ended up losing to Jacksonville and the Raiders and uh, win one game and they're in. And then all of a sudden they go away from Wentz, and now they have Matt Ryan. But um, what do you think Wentz is going to do with the Washington football team commanders, or do you think they're going to go in a different direction uh, with Sam Howell? You know, they they got Jahan Dotson to compliment, you know, uh, Terry McLaren. Uh, but my Wentz just doesn't play ball, and and I I really don't think that like I, I'm I'm not sure. It's kind of frustrating for me because I don't I don't understand how one of the top tier players when you're still looking at Big Mayfield and and he's just sitting on the the sidelines and and nobody's picking him up, but yet they yeah. sign Carson Wentz. I honestly believe, I think that that if he even makes it past week three, and that's if, I still think that they're going to be bringing Sam Howell in. I, I, I honestly believe that, you know, I, I, I gave Sam Howell a lot of credit. I thought he was going to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he's a solid player. And Wins just doesn't like make it happen. You know, and, and, and they need somebody to make it happen. I mean, they, they were actual contenders for a while, not just commanders, but they were contenders for a little while. They're not right. so much that anymore. Well, I think Wentz has the arm talent. Um, he's got the, the size. He's a big boy, 6'5", 237. Um, he kind of reminds me of a build of like a Roethlisberger. But if he could just stay healthy, he's another guy that's super injury prone. So in his first six seasons, only three of those seasons, he played every game. Right. 
So last year when he played for the Colts, he did play every game. And he they did go nine and eight, but he was sixty three percent uh completion percentage, almost thirty six hundred yards, uh twenty seven TDs and only seven picks. So I mean he had a good enough season to win games. Um his greatest success with the Eagles was in 2017. They were 11-2 when he was playing, but then he suffered the injury. And then, of course, the year they won the Super Bowl, he gets injured, and, and um, Foles goes in and, and wins the Super Bowl um, because Wentz was hurt. So he technically has a Super Bowl ring, but not Super Bowl experience, right? So I don't know, man. They needed a – they needed a um, – a veteran quarterback for sure in Washington. So I guess they're going with Wentz. And then when he gets hurt, uh, Sam Howell will come in, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh. And I he's think he's ready to play. Yeah, he's ready to play and he's ready to prove himself. Um, but it really depends on what what the commanders are even going for. I mean, sometimes it's that's like – hit and miss because it, it took a lot of years for them to even start competing since I started watching football. Uh, right. And then all of a sudden they be- became not threats, but they became competitors. And then, you know, these last couple of years, they just kind of fell apart, especially yeah. with all, everything that's going on in the, in the, in the back office and, and the investigations and the different things. I mean, they're, they're the kind of falling apart. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah, we'll have to see what's going to happen with all the distractions there. Um, they do have Ron Rivera as the head coach as well, but there's so many distractions there. And, yeah, I'm not really sure if Wentz is the, the quarterback of the future for any team, really. So, yeah, I don't think the commanders are going to do much in that division anyways. The Eagles are going to be strong. The Cowboys are going to be good again. So, I mean, we're – what are the, you know, what's Washington going to be able to do? The Giants, will, we'll have to see what happens. But um, they've got a lot of talent. They drafted a lot of guys. So the Giants will definitely better. So the commanders are going to be last in the division anyways. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, so. presumably. I mean, that, that's yeah. probably why they made the move with Wentz and Sam Howell. They, they feel yeah. like they're, they've built that up now to where they can jump back into the game. But we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. Absolutely. And then to talk about one, you know, not so great franchise to go to an even worse one, the Lions. Um, <laughs> Goff is a quarterback that, you know, the, the, the Rams drafted first overall in 2016. Um, shortly after that, they fired Jeff Fisher and um, hired Sean McVay. And it seemed like McVay was really developing Goff. Um, he had two really great years after that. His number serves. He made two Pro Bowls, but then they made the the big fat deal to get Stafford and sent Goff to the lowly Lions. So, what do you think? You know, I don't think that that trade ever paid off, and it's shown. I, I don't think that that yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy to me because. Goff's another player where he seemed like he was actually a really solid player, but like we've spoke about in previous episodes, I mean, the Lions are the Lions. So it's like, you know, when, when you, when you go from being 
like Stafford, the starting quarterback for several years, and then being traded to a team and then go win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, what does that say about not just the team itself, but like the entire franchise as a whole? Like, you know, until he even, until Stafford even made it to the Super Bowl, he wasn't even somebody to, to be talked about. Right. And then he goes and wins the Super Bowl, and now he's a a quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, he, he he's a he's a a solid quarterback that that now all of a sudden everybody wants to talk about, and everybody wants to bring up all of his stats and how he, when he was playing for the Lions and and he like uh, dislocated his shoulder, but he still went in and 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 made a game winning touchdown and and you know different things like that. And it's like so with Goff, it's like you know. It's hard to say, hey, man, you got to go in and you got to take this team above and beyond. Right. Because Goff's may, maybe not more than a subpar player. But if they don't build around him, what else can he do? They did pick up Aiden Hutchinson this year, which yeah. is going to be a, a solid defensive threat. You know, uh, they did uh, trade to go up the board to get, the, you know, uh, Jamison Williams, which didn't seem too thrilled to go to Detroit, but right. you know, with that being said, they did pick up a couple of players that can, can that can complement the team as a whole. Right, but well, they did they did sign three wide receiver free agents, so they're going to give them yeah. you know, a big target. DJ Chark Jr. Um, they also have Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds, so. They've definitely tried to make some moves, but until we see something uh, in the regular season that they're actually progressing and getting better, can actually win their division um, because it's really just been Green Bay and Minnesota in that division, uh, just taking turns winning the division. Every once in a while, the Bears will win it or you know at least give them a fighting chance, and the Lions just sit there at the bottom. So yeah, exactly. until they can do something different with that, we'll have to see if the weapons they – shows in the offseason is going to help Goff at all. But I don't know that he could be successful there, just like any other quarterback has not had any success there. And so, uh, do me a favor real quick. Uh, sure. Go ahead and take off with the, the Falcons. I have to step aside for a second, but I'll be right back. Okay. But go ahead and get started with the Falcons, and I'll, I'll jump in. Okay, sure. So we are going to talk about the Falcons and Mariota obviously was traded to the Falcons after the Falcons um, decided to move on uh, from Matt Ryan. Actually, I think they got Mariota before they got rid of Matt Ryan, but that was the plan all along. So they're bringing in Mariota as the starter, even though they drafted uh, Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati, um, who was a AAC player of the year, not once, but twice. Um, he was drafted out of the third round this year in the draft, but he still is an unsigned um, draft pick, so he's not technically signed um, yet with the Falcons. But I think Mariota has not only saved his um, legs and his arm and it's, it extended his career since he played for the Raiders and really just came in to do some bootlegs, a run here and there, occasional throw that really he's – extended his career right his legs are going to be fresh his arms going to be fresh 
Um, he's a season starter. He was a good starter with the Titans. I don't really even know why they went away from him, except for making a coaching change. You want to kind of bring in your own quarterback. Um, there's an obvious connection between Mariota and the Falcons' uh, new head coach, Arthur Smith. He was an assistant with Tennessee um, when Mariota was drafted there. Uh, Mariota was the number two overall pick in 2015. Um, only behind Jameis Winston, who we talked about earlier. So that's kind of interesting to think about. Um, Mariota actually became the first University of Oregon player to and Hawaiian-born athlete to win the Heisman Trophy. I mean, and he's another player that he's going to be 100% healthy. Yeah. Um, his legs and arms are going to be fresh. Um, I really think his career is going to be extended, and he could have a really good season with the Falcons. And that division is uh, its going to be hard. It's going to be tough for him because he's going to be playing against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. He's going to be playing against Jameis Winston and the Saints over there. So it's not going to be any easy beans for him by any means. And I, I feel like he's another mobile quarterback, but but he is a smart one, though. He, he's yeah. able to stay in the pocket. He's a, And, you know, with Matt Ryan going to Indianapolis, Calvin Ridley suspended and Julio Jones kind of like getting into the, the older time, you know, I, I really think that he will be able to go in and still make plays and on target too, you know, like even being a backup with the Las Vegas Raiders, he, he was still, whenever he had to come in, he was on target. I mean, he was, he, it's like being a starter. You, I, I, you come in, and it's not like you need to get, you know, your kinks out and, and a couple of passes here and there. And, and, oops, that's off throne. No, he was right on target almost every single throw. He knows the playbook. And, you know, he's had enough time now. He's He'll know the playbook for the for the Atlanta Falcons before the season starts. And, and he might get a few snaps during preseason just to kind of, you know, oil in the hinges. But he, I, I really think that of all the quarterbacks that we're talking about tonight, He's the one that's going to be the most successful as far as the ones that we've talked about, you know, like like Wentz or uh, Winston or, you know, Tua. I think Mariota is going to be the one for sure that leads the team all season long. Yes, they did pick up Desmond Ritter and he's a solid quarterback. You know, he he makes some some dark throws, but. At the end of the day, he is going to learn from Mariota. He, he, right. he, unless Mariota gets injured, I don't see Ritter coming in. Right, right. And there's a lot to learn from Mariota because Mariota has not just started, like you mentioned previously, but he's learned from other solid players in the NFL as well. So yep. now he can he can take that guidance and, and give that to Ritter and, and move forward with that. I think Mariota will have a great season. He's fresh, ready to go. Um, and a lot of the plays that he had with the Raiders were designed plays, so he didn't really even have to use his head much. This is what you're going to do on this play, pretty much. you know. Yeah. So I think his talent was wasted. So I'm actually glad to see that Mariota is getting another shot to be the starting quarterback of the Falcons. And so that does lead me to the quarterback who was the starting quarterback for the Falcons for all those years. Um, he's most famous, unfortunately, for losing in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and uh, 
Pats when they were up like was it uh, twenty eight to three at halftime or something like that? And we oh, were man, all we horrible. were all we were all popping the champagne and Falcons are winning the Super Bowl. Yay, the Pats were losing again and nope. Nope, nope. Don't ever count out Tom Brady and the Falcons. But but with Matt Ryan going to the Colts, you saw how close the Colts were last year. And a lot of the Colts fans are super happy to see Matt Ryan in there. But how long is it going to last? Because they've had a new starting quarterback, what, like eight years straight or something crazy now. Right. And he's going to come in there with all that uh, leadership and that talent and what they already have. And the Colts have one of the weakest schedules this year. Um, I think it's like third worst or like easiest rather, like third easiest schedule in the league. Yeah. Uh, the strength of schedule in the AFC. And although we know the AFC is loaded, they're going to have a shot this year to kind of sneak in to the playoffs. And um, I think that Matt Ryan will give them a shot to be kind of like the dark horse Super Bowl contender this year. And they did have a winning record last year, just barely, but being getting that upgrade at the quarterback position and playing one of the easiest schedules in the conference, I think they really got a shot, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Matt Ryan being, uh, he turns 37, uh, but obviously age for some people hasn't impacted. I mean, you know, you mentioned Tom Brady, and I think that Matt Ryan really has a lot to prove, and he's going to be, he's going to bring stability to the the Indianapolis Colts. You know, I had a a lot of faith in, in Andrew Luck, but after, you know, his surprise retirement a few years ago, like that, that wasn't expected. And, right. and, but I really thought that he was going to take them places, you know, like I, it, I'm sure you remember me talking about him uh, when he, when he was playing, I was like, yeah, this is going to be his year. This is going to be his year. This is going to be, and then he retires out of nowhere. Yeah. A lot so, of injuries, man. A lot of injuries. Yeah. He did have a lot of injuries, you know, and, um, but Matt Ryan, again, we had talked about this last episode. I, I think this is his rebirth. And of all the players, you know, th- this is one of the, the, the best ones as far as who can do something for the team. Yes. Now, again, it, it still comes back to growing with the team. But right. – at the same time, Indianapolis is one of those teams that they don't really get rid of players and they don't really lose players too often either. So it's they, they've they've held their team together for quite some time. So really, the new guy is just Matt Ryan. So right. he just has to has to fit into that mold. And and same thing with like the coaching staff and that and the GMs and and the, you know it, it, that's all been the same for a long time for the Colts. Right. So the only person that really has to to mold into this dynasty or not dynasty, but you know what I mean? Like this competitive football team is is Matt Ryan and he's one that can do that. He has the experience he has. I mean, for goodness sake, he's, he's played with the Falcons for X amount of years. So uh, he's going, it was an upgrade for him. Yeah, absolutely. He's going into a greater, greater football team than, than anything. So he's like, man, Shoot, I feel alive. I might be turning 37, but I feel like I'm 17 again. Let's go. Yeah, uh, rejuvenate his career, restart his career, refresh. Absolutely. Um, so it sounds like what you may be thinking is is um, Matt Ryan or maybe even Mariota out of the quarterbacks that we spoke about tonight 
who have the best chance to have the best year or what are you saying? So, so as far as that goes, so Mariota, um, I was saying is the best quarterback that we're talking about tonight, as far as like the make it or break it year. Um, Matt Ryan isn't a make it or break it person as far as like his year, because this is his first year with the Colts. So for, for me, it would be make it or break it for the Colts. So that, that that's, Hey, they needed a veteran to come in. They needed somebody to, to, to step up and, and maybe this is their guy. So Matt Ryan comes in and the Colts now are back on top. Like they were for several years. Yeah, they definitely should win their division um, for sure. But and then, I, and then Mariota, it would be just make it or break it as far as like, you know, he's been a he's been a starter, he's been a backup. Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons are hit and miss. You know, right. they 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 need to do a lot. So, can Mariota actually come in and be a starter again, or is he just a backup? So yeah. for him, it's his, his actual career and what what he's going to do for Matt Ryan it was more the, the the better quarterback as far as like the team itself right I I'm I'm betting that Matt Ryan's going to play two years tops with the Colts and they're yeah. really going to bring Sam Ellinger along and I think uh when Matt Ryan retires um Sam Ellinger is going to become the starter in the long-term future of the Colts that's just my opinion yeah but as as far as the quarterbacks who we're talking about tonight and the teams I think that the Dolphins have gone all in. I think that Tua has worked his butt off this offseason, and I really think that he's going to have the best season of the ball. And I think the Dolphins have a good shot of win the AFC East this year. Of course, they're going to have to contend with the Bills still and the Pats still. But, and, you know, the Jets are young and better. But I think the Dolphins, this is their shot all in to win it all, man. And I'm, I'm going to put my faith in Tua. You know, I, I 100% agree with you. I, I, at looking at the quarterbacks that we've talked about tonight yeah, and, yeah. And, the, and what they have to work with and who they have to work against, uh, Miami is definitely, and, and Tua is, is definitely the, the quarterback to do something. You know, yeah. we, we've talked about it time and time again on and off the air. You know, he, he went from being injured and going 0-7 to being healthy and going 7-0. So I got, I got to put my got to give credit where credit's due the guy Absolutely. has it and right. now they're going all in now he has more so if you right. can't have faith in the guy come on man you're exactly. you're you're getting thrown into that category at that point come on man exactly you know exactly. what i mean like he he's yeah. he, he's they're, they're definitely going somewhere yeah let me ask you man where can um people find the fields daily show and where can they listen to our show so with that being said, we do have to wrap this up anyway. So I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen each week and like the Frills Daily Show on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and listen and share on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Instagram, and this is Frills Daily and Sean F. Smith. Out. Peace.